Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of My Mike and I. I'm your host, Noah Alvarez. A friendly reminder, this podcast is available on, at, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Would really appreciate it if y'all could leave me a review and let others know what you think of the show. Quick shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background and a quick shout out to Vince Correa for creating the artwork you're seeing on your phone or wherever you're listening to this. Before we get into this week's episode, a couple life updates, actually just one life update that I'm pretty excited about. I was able to purchase a new laptop and I'm super excited about this investment because my previous laptop's battery was pretty fried. It was only working when the laptop was plugged into an outlet so it had to be charging which kind of defeats the purpose of you know having a laptop and so now with this new laptop i'll be able to record and edit remotely which means hopefully more content for this podcast so i'm pretty excited hoping to get some interviews with a variety of different people reach back into my some of the athletes i knew at sac state hopefully interview some of them and i have a lot of interesting content coming out in the coming weeks that i'm pretty excited about Speaking of interviews, be sure to check out some of the most recent podcasts we did. We did a 420 special with some of my friends from from college and from the Sunday League baseball team I play on. There's an interview with pianist and musician Ian Clark about him and his industry. I did a mock draft last week with a couple friends, and we were able to actually get some picks right on that show. So definitely check out that. We'll have a draft and off-season review show coming out soon. But on this week's episode, myself, Alex, who's been on the show before, and first-timer Knife chat about the most highly anticipated movie of the decade, from what it seems like to me at least, Avengers Endgame. It's been a week since the movie has been released, set a record internationally making $1.2 billion in the opening weekend. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend you do so before you listen to this podcast. Alex has been on the show before, and we did a 2018 movie review show. Knife is a friend I hoop with a lot during the week, but like Alex, he's a big fan of the Marvel comics and an avid Disneyland goer, so he's a big fan of everything Disney and Marvel. We break down the plot, we go over some of the best and the saddest parts of the movie, discuss what to expect from the Marvel comic universe from here on out. It's a pretty fun convo, guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. Reminder, please watch the movie before you listen to this podcast. This podcast will always be here. I say it on the, the conversation, too, but just really want to emphasize that. If you haven't seen the movie, there's a lot of spoilers on here because we obviously go down over the plot. Nonetheless, it's a fun convo about a great movie. Hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did recording it. So Avengers Endgame, one of the biggest, most highly anticipated movies of the year, guys. And before we get into this, I do want to warn all the listeners that if you haven't watched the movie, I highly recommend you guys pause this and definitely go back and watch the movie. This podcast will always be here. You can always check it out later after the movie because there will be plenty of spoilers. So before we get into talking about some of the movie, we do want to go over the plot as quickly as possible. In the last Avengers movie, in Infinity War, Thor, not Thor, Thanos gets all the, (laughs) Thor, Thanos gets all the Infinity Stones, snaps his fingers, does what he said, wipes out half the population, half the population of all life, everywhere and anywhere, and so in the beginning of Endgame, it's half the Avengers, the Avengers like Black Panther, Spider-Man, they vanished, the Avengers like Captain America, um, Iron Man, Black Widow, they kind of stick around. They're trying to, you know, solve a way. Then they meet Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel brings Iron Man, who's stuck in space with 
Nebula on the ship. Captain Marvel's introduced to the rest of the Avengers. They go and, you know, find Thanos on the planet that he's, you know, kind of hiding at. Find out he destroyed the Infinity Stones and they don't know what to do after that. They, you know, Thor actually goes for the head this time and kills Thanos in a very anticlimactic way, to say the least. But all of a sudden, they're kind of stuck, and they fast forward five years, kind of nothing goes, ha they kind of go on living the rest of their lives because they really don't know what to do. Then comes Ant-Man and his whole theory of quantum physics and his the ability to go back in time travel, and I'll leave it off to you guys to explain the rest of the movie. Yeah, time travel. So, that <laughs> plays a big role in it. Uh, they spend like five, what, five years passes? Yeah, five um, years passes. Like they lose hope, and what are they going to do? It's yeah. Start, it's kind of cool seeing how they have like new lives from that mm -hmm. yeah but after that they decide that after they figure out that they can actually time travel that they have to go back to different times and it's gonna have a limited amount of the pin particles mm -hmm. to go back so they have to be very very strategic about where they go back to gather the infinity stones so they go to spots where there are more than one infinity stone in the same spot yeah so they separate into groups teams you had a a time heist. Yeah, time heist. Time <laughs> I love heist. that. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> I really wanted a, what is it, a Pena. Oh yeah, my yeah, Pena's so character. I wanted yeah. to go over it. I wanted Luis in the yeah. Luis yeah. just to yeah. get all the highlights and yeah. say what happened. Especially how he talks. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, so I was okay. with my cousin. Yeah. So my cousin. Who knows another cousin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So time heist. And then what's the, which one's the first time heist? The first time uh, they go to New York. New York, yeah. That's right. Twenty twelve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there what three? Yeah, there's three Infinity Stones, which is the Time Stone mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the ancient one from Doctor Strange. There's the Mind Stone and the Loki Scepter, and then there's also the Space Stone, which is the Tesseract. Mm -hmm. So I think it was Black Widow who mentioned it. Mm -hmm. um, there's three Infinity Stones at one spot, so that's like the best spot to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously in the movie, Hulk. Uh, Dr. Banner, he goes to the ancient one to get the time stone. Uh, Captain America, Ant-Man, and Iron Man are trying to get the in space stone and the... Yeah, and the Tesseract. Stone. So, that part was pretty cool. Um, just because you kind of see, like, the flashbacks of 2012 Avengers. Exactly, so the first yeah. Avengers. And you kind of see, like, a behind-the-scenes view of it, uh -huh. which is really cool. Oh, um, yeah, that was most definitely. Like, they're cleaning up, Hulk gets mad, <laughs> mad like, he has to take stairs. Yeah. So I felt like those were pretty cool things to, like, look back at. Uh -huh. um, then after they get the Infinity Stones, um, it goes to Thor, which is Thor to Dark, Dark World in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, that's when they have to get the Aether, which is a reality stone. Mm-hmm. So Rocket and Thor do that while Hawkeye and Black Widow go to Vormir, yeah. Nebula and uh, War Machine, they go to um, Morag. Morag to get the power stone. So pretty much it was a time heist, yeah. which is really <laughs> cool uh, how they tied in every little aspect of it. Like you see Peter Quill, you see uh, <laughs> Natalie Portman again, yeah. you see all those different characters. Um, that part was uh, pretty fascinating to see how they did that. Yeah. And then so ultimately they were able to bring all the time stones back to their time period. And of course in doing so, Thanos was able to catch on to the plan due to like, you know, Nebula sharing the same con uh, consciousness with the, you know, past Nebula. So he was able to hack the system. Nebula brings Thanos to current day. So it looks like it's going to be, you know, all over again. But before that happens, Thor, uh, Than not Thor, Hulk. Hulk, the Hulk is able to snap his fingers bring all the vanished people back and they are you know they're able to come back through doctor strange's and 
I forgot what that called, but the magic, the they, portals, the portals, the portals <laughs> that they do, they're all able to come back and it turns into a big fight team, kind of like we see in the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's a, a much there's much more troops in the Avengers side now of things. It was a much cooler battle scene, a lot of stuff to dive into that we can dive into later. But in, in the end, Thanos gets defeated um, by you know a series of different people. Everyone kind of contributed from Black Panther to Captain Marvel to the older characters as well. So it was kind of cool. Even you even saw like Pepper and you know uh, Valkyrie coming in, and so it was a cool, cool, fi- very cool fight scene. Ultimately, Thanos is, thinks he gets the the Infinity Stones again, but uh, Iron Man's able to sneak it off of him. He's able to snap his fingers and makes all of Thanos's army vanish. So it was pretty cool. We can jump into the first category: funniest parts, favorite. Let's go favorite parts of the movie. Well, what do you guys enjoy most? Avengers. Endgame. Uh, well, my favorite part was probably Tony's death, but I'll say that for another. <laughs> <laughs> that was your favorite. Well, it was the one that was the most uh, thought-provoking, and it evoked the most emotion out of me. Yeah. So it resonated more. So that's why I just tied back to more. There was other cool parts that were like action scenes and stuff, but that one just really mm-hmm. tied back to me. Uh, I would probably say that's my. That could be my favorite or my saddest part, but a really, really cool part. I don't know if you're going to talk about uh, Captain America. Oh. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that one. But I like when he, when everybody like gets together and like lets him leave, like, hey, you're good. You can like relax. You can rest. Oh, yeah. And it's just it's also just sad to see him lose like the family that he was able to grow in those like, last five years. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on family, so it just makes me sad. But it's cool. Well, he was able to like sacrifice everything and he cared about yeah everyone. makes sense and he's like the one who kind of built this all together exactly. so it was, it was really cool to see it end that way and he kind of he kind of you know he was able to make that snap that ended Thanos and so and they had a lot of callbacks very fulfilling yeah. life for him yeah uh, favorite parts in terms of the movie goes there are too many to be honest yeah <laughs> there are so many great parts uh, for example like in Avengers 1 when uh, they gather in that circle and that like soundtracks playing you just get that emotion in you right Mm -hmm. and then recently in infinity war when thor arrives in wakanda that entire climatic experience just like oh yeah that that brings chills so for this one i felt like it was a portal scene when captain america is standing in front of thanos's army alone and then (laughs) it was so great because like sam's like on your left yeah which was like tying back (laughs) to winter soldier Uh then all of them come out and i that part to me was just like this is everything I dreamed about. Yeah. <laughs> As a comic book nerd, this is everything I wanted. So that was one of my favorite parts, if not the most favorite part. Um, there's a lot of great scenes, like Alex mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, when Cap gets a gets to wield the hammer, mm-hmm. and that kind of draws back to like how they're all trying in Avengers Two, which was really cool. Um, yeah. And I was a big fan of that. Like, I wanted that to happen. So I was like, great. Yeah. Like, that, this is going to be great. Um, and his fight scene with Thanos mm-hmm. right after he wields it, I just felt like that part was the really, like, epitome of, like, MCU at that point. Yeah. That was super shocking. Probably one of my favorite parts, too. And I felt like he always had that in him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could have done it earlier in the series, but I'm glad they did wait to, like, the last t- end game to do it. Because it did make it like that much more highly anticipated, and I remember like yeah. we were in the theater watching it, and, like everyone started clapping, and everyone was like, "You had this like moment of like shock because that that kind of turned the tide, you know? It looked like they were all down and out." And Captain America is a cool like superhero, but like let's be real, like against a guy like Thanos, he yeah. really 
doesn't have any sort of advantage. What's vibranium shield gonna do? Right? Exactly. So yeah. for him to get the hammer, like it added, it was a whole game changer for him. It's America's ass versus the universe's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you're you make a really good point because they do tie back and they build up to it. Like they have a lot of like cool moments where everybody's like cheering, mm-hmm. but it feels like it pays off. Like it mm-hmm. builds up over the, like the twenty two movies. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they just like throw in. They're like, hey, here's a hammer. Here's this. Not like they they're drawing it. They're very smart about not mm-hmm. doing anything too early in previous movies so yeah because I don't think even Captain America and Avengers 2 try to pick it up right they had it Hulk. just squeaked but I, I was gonna bring that up I don't know if you guys know the, the exact reason for mm-hmm. it in Avengers 2 he's not able to pick it up just because uh, mm-hmm. in Winter Soldier uh, he learns that Bucky was the one who killed Tony's parents mm-hmm. and withholding that secret he wasn't worthy of like uh, wielding the hammer yeah that's why after I he got it off that. his conscience like now he's able to wield it yeah so he always had it in him it was just that one little secret that he mm-hmm. kept Interesting, yeah, and, and then, like you said, it's really cool how they tied everything together. I really like Ant Man's humor because even in his own <laughs> movies, he has his humor, and I think that's what's kind of cool. And he brings that to the table in Endgame, where you know they're going back to the elevator scene and mm-hmm. they see them all like gathering up low key, and he's like, you know, that's America's yeah, ass, America's <laughs> and, and, and it, it just it's super funny because he's like super fanboying over Captain America, and then when he's presenting the quantum leap theory to Tony Stark and and some of the other guys. He's like try not to base it off of Back to the Future, but that really was what it is. Because exactly. They later figure out it's like, wait, so Back to the Future was a bunch of bullshit, you know? And so <laughs> it's kind of funny that he's uh, he like he he's very he's like almost like a simpleton, but he's also very smart at the same exactly. time. But he brings a lot of comical relief to that. Like the audience members. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like, uh, oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. But also, don't forget this. Yeah, like, exactly. So like they're covering for themselves. So like, hey, also we're gonna have a couple of issues that you're probably gonna have with like this whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm going back in time, but that's not actually true. So don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. I also did how like I did like how almost every character kind of got reunited with someone in the past. Whether it was mm-hmm. Tony and his dad when they went back to get the more pin particles, mm-hmm. whether it was Thor and his mom when they went back to the the dark world, right, yeah. or uh, back to Asgard, Asgard to steal the ether. Um, so a lot of people got reunited with others, and I thought that was a pretty cool scene, even if it was like. Even Cap seeing like Peggy, yeah, like that was, Cap that seeing was, Peggy and eventually going to live with them. Scarlett Johansson learning what her dad's name was that she never knew. <laughs> yeah, so. that was a small part of that too, and so it was pretty cool that everyone kind of got to see a little bit of themselves in the past. Um, even um, Nebula kind of talking and kind of building that bond that he had, she had with Gamora, little er, like later on in the universe, but she was able to connect that a little sooner and help her kind of get out of a sticky situation, or else past. Nebula would have kind of ruined the whole plan. Yeah. I yeah, feel like, ne- yeah, I feel like Nebula was such an interesting character just mm-hmm. because you want to root for her, but at the same time, it's like her past self kind of like makes you not mm-hmm. like her. But I think that's really cool just because there's very there's so many different psychological issues with her where mm-hmm. she wants to please her dad, yeah. But at the same time, she doesn't want to be his like his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I thought that part was cool just because. In that specific scene, it was right before Thanos gives Gamora and uh, Nebula to Ronan. Because he does mention when Mm -hmm. he walks into the ship, he's like, Ronan's just going to kill people, all that different stuff. So I think it was right before then, that's when he decides to hand over the daughters. Mm -hmm. and Which brings in a cool point, because in Guardians of the Galaxy, when Thanos is talking to Ronan, he mentions, like, you alienated my favorite daughter. Mm -hmm. And you see Nebula just be like, 
come on, man, like, yeah. have to do every single thing and still, like, not appreciate it. Yeah. So, in terms of psycholic, uh, psychological issues, I feel like Nebula is really cool and really fascinating at that point. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to that, too. Sometimes you're always caught trying to please, whether it's parents, other people in society, you know, higher-ups, mentors, whatever. We always idolize people and we're always trying to please them, but sometimes it's never enough. Mm-hmm. And you got to do what's happy for yourself. I think that's kind of what she finds and Gamora eventually finds, too. So that's... That's cool how they kind of touch on that because it's something that people can relate to. Yeah, she becomes her own person. Like she had to kill herself in order to like truly be. <laughs> yeah, you know, she had to grow into who she is. But that's yeah. not who she was anymore. So yeah, I like was saying I love the arc they took with her. Yeah, and I really like character. I really like the opening scene too, where like she's playing the yeah. the little football thing with. Iron Man in the ship, and like she's kind of she doesn't understand like how to lose, and she gets like very angry, but. You know, like Tony's trying to teach her, you know, to calm down. It's just a game and exactly. kind of have fun with it and stuff like that. Um, I was a big fan of that because, like, you see Iron Man being the father figure yeah. to Spider Man. Now he's like being the father figure to Nebula. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's okay. Did you have fun? All that different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a really cool character arc that they mentioned, that they intertwined with both of those characters. Yeah. So. That was really cool. You mentioned, you know, t- uh, Tony's being the. Uh, father figure to spider-man that can kind of transition to like some of the sadder parts of the movie i thought it was a really cool part when tony you know he was he already told the rest of the avengers that he wasn't going to help them do the quantum leap and then he saw the picture as washing dishes he saw the picture with him and uh with peter parker and so he was that kind of like inspired him to continue to work on the the time travel device and stuff like that and that's what kind of inspired him. And then you saw the whole little moment where he hugs him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter Parker, well, first he helps him defeat the guy who was going to try and kill him and in the, in the big battle scene. But then yeah. he just takes a moment just to kind of hug him. And, you know, Peter Parker's like, this is nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it was, it was a really cool moment. That was probably one of the more, like, touching moments to me where it was just, you, you, know, you saw him kind of get annoyed at Peter Parker in the first couple movies when he's first introduced. But right there, it's like, you know, full turnaround, full circle. Like, you do miss people like that. Which is really cool because in Spider-Man Homecoming, like, one of the opening scenes when Tony's grabbing the door, mm-hmm. like, Peter hugs him. He's like, oh, that's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. Yeah. So, like, thinking about that moment and thinking about when he actually hugs Peter, Peter's, mm-hmm. like, so shocked. He's yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't see any doors around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> Dr. Strange, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of growth. A lot of growth of the characters. It's you see it. You, we don't really experience it again with those five years, but you can tell that things change in them. They 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 let you know they've grown. Yeah, he's become more of a father figure. He know it hurts him to lose mm-hmm. everything he's built up with. Like this this emotional connection he has with uh, like Peter with his daughter that he didn't have to lose Pepper, but you know, that's what makes it worth it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, letting those connections exist. Hundred percent. Any other sad parts of the movie that you mentioned? There's a lot of them. There's a lot. Uh, before we get to the sad parts, I did want to mention one of the most underrated parts, mm. which was Hulk and Dr. Banner fusing together. Oh, yes. I actually liked that a lot. That was one uh, of the interesting characters. Yeah, because he turned into Professor Hulk. So I actually enjoyed that part a lot, um, especially because you see like Dr. Banner's quirky humor with Hulk. Yeah. Which you're not used to. It's exactly. like he's telling the kids to dab, listen to parents and stuff. <laughs> Whereas everyone was afraid of the Hulk. Yeah. And that whole scene where the kids come up to take a picture with uh, Dr. Bam. Yeah. You see like Ant-Man, <laughs> Captain America, and Black Widow. It's like, you have Captain America right there. But it's yeah. like, you want to take a picture with Hulk. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty nice that they actually didn't like undermine him that much in mm-hmm. that part. Um, I like the whole transformation part uh, just because 
I always felt like that was going to be the ending for Hulk, mm-hmm. just because he's like gone through so much. Yeah. Where even in Avengers one, he mentions like he tried to end himself, mm-hmm. but like the Hulk uh, came out and like rescued him. Mm-hmm. So different things like that. I thought that was really cool that MCU just like tied that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was one of the interesting. I liked when they went back to New York and they just saw like the original Hulk in 2012 <laughs> smash the taxi car just be, just be really extra and he's like you know he's almost embarrassed for his former yeah. self yeah. and then you know Captain America says hey like maybe smash some things on the way and he's just you know I mean, he, you can tell he doesn't have the full strength Hulk that he, he used to have but he you know he's just playing along with it and he's like ah and he just throws the bike on me and he's like ah you know so it's kind of there was a pretty comical moment right there too Another interesting character development that was kind of on the darker side was um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You know, how he just went on this killing rampage. Because yeah. he, in the beginning too, they showed that his family um, vanished. All of his family vanished after Thanos snapped. So, you know, he took it to heart and he just went over around killing people like all across the world. And that was definitely one of the like darker aspects of the movie for sure. I didn't expect that. That was one thing I actually wanted more of. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to see more of Hawkeye mm-hmm. turn into that darker character because he turns into Ronan, and like that's one of my favorite like characters. Just because in the first couple of movies, you see Hawkeye not being really appreciated as much. Mm-hmm. Like in the comic books, he's like a huge character. He's really funny. He's really like uh, humorous. Everyone likes him in the comics, but in the movies, I feel like they kind of nerfed him down a little. Mm-hmm. Not even a little, like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And that's one of the reasons why he was such a cool character in the comics was he was a deaf character. Yeah. So a lot of the deaf people from the communities would be able to relate to that. Mm-hmm. And um, you just see him go into this darker path, which I thought was really cool because it's about time like Hawkeye's about to get like his yeah. own thing. So uh, even though he's having a TV series coming out. But, uh, yeah, that's right. I just feel like it was cool that MCU made him into a darker character mm-hmm. because it shows like he's lost everything and even when he's talking to Black Widow in uh, Tokyo he's like don't give me hope mm-hmm. like you can see how much broken like he how was... broken he was inside yeah very broken lost all hope it yeah, brings to all that hair gel though kept it he <laughs> got that nice like yeah he had a nice haircut <laughs> got tattoos <laughs> yeah he had the whole like yeah, he, he definitely changed a lot for <laughs> sure like underrated it was like almost a uh, like getting kicked out of his parents and something like that and you know Rebels got a tattoo got a new haircut and <laughs> killed everyone and killed everyone yeah, exactly. you know, teens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was just a phase mom phase four another cool part one more cool thing I just remember the like Thor when he, he <laughs> we didn't even mention that no well yeah thick Thor with a K no C um, but he goes back to Asgard. He's his mom. Then he gets he calls his hammer again because mm. like, you're the whole movie. Like ah, oh, he's like he's not the same he's Thor. Not the same yeah. Thor. But his, his his big thing was like oh, I'm still worthy. Like he he's believed himself again. Like he yeah. still can actually yeah. do it. He thinks he like he ruined it for everybody because he didn't aim for the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, that was a cool like redemptive moment for him. Yeah, he was very hard on himself and I thought uh it was funny how they made like a I think it was Tony Stark made the joke at the Big Lebowski. Yeah. And I was like I thought that was so true. I never saw that movie but I saw the previews mm-hmm. and he, he did look like that with the beard yeah. and the, the dreaded kind of hair and just the beer belly and like Oh my god! I feel like everyone like throws in a joke at him like here and there. Like Rhodey says, like, "Oh, you have like cheese whisks." Yeah, cheese whisks running through your blood. So it was it was funny. Everyone making fun of Thor, especially too, because you know Chris Hemsworth, a pretty good looking guy, and like everyone, he's super ripped too. So it's like so everyone fan girls over him. But then you know to see him like that, it's like ah, you know. 
kind of funny. It's funny because like he still had like his arms, but like yeah. he just yeah. had a big belly. Yeah. <laughs> Total dad vibe. Exactly. You know? I was like, how do you have like really like buff arms, but like a fat? Like, yeah, he was just hitting. Part, he was just hitting exactly. curls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> curls with those beer like yeah. barrels. <laughs> Maybe you never know. But it was funny too. Even another comical part was when. Uh, forgot the guy's name while they're playing Fortnite. Korg. Korg. I loved it. I love when Korg and me come back. Yeah, he threatens the guy online. He's like, hey, you log off right now. No you never come 69. back. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I saw a meme where someone mentions like, oh, New Master 69 is low-key in disguise. <laughs> so that just made me laugh even more because you see Thor like telling him off. He's like, I'm going to come to your mom's like basement. Yeah. Like, make you cry. Um, but yeah, Korg was actually my favorite like character in Ragnarok. So I was yeah. really glad they brought him back. Even Valkyrie, mm. uh, you see her first like appearance then too, and I loved how that part was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you want to know how they escaped when like the Asgard ship in Infinity right. War was getting like uh, mm-hmm. attacked by Thanos and his guys. Did he only kill like half of them? He killed. I think he, he killed half. He of killed. Them, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, because he used a power stone to get out of there, right? So right. the entire shape ship was gone. But my question was like. Oh, it happened like right before that happened, you know, like exactly. Korg, Meek, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. they got to escape with like a come, couple other Asgardians. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they were on the other planet in Ragnarok. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's definitely some holes, but I mean, yeah. you could talk. I mean, it was already a three hour movie. I didn't exactly. think they wanted to add more. Korg had to survive. He had to direct the next. Uh, exactly. Like, movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, moving on to some of the sadder parts, mm-hmm. man, I, I was really. For me, it was pretty emotional when they get to Vormir, mm. both Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. And you think because Hawkeye turned into this dark person, right? Like he, you know, he he was killing a bunch of people at random. He wasn't the same person anymore. So it made sense for me, at least for him to sacrifice, exactly. sacrifice himself. But instead, you know, it was just like big battle between the two. And eventually Black Widow wins and kind of, well, actually she loses yeah. technically. But... <laughs> <laughs> and she she jumps <laughs> off to her death and, and and the soul stone is given to Hawkeye and he's pretty bummed about it but that was that was a pretty emotional that was a pretty he's very sad about it you know it was a very hard moment for him too because I'm sure even he himself didn't feel worthy you know he wanted to sacrifice himself very willingly and um, <clears throat> but it's true Black Widow doesn't have a family to come home to if there's any chance that Hawkeye, you know, he does have a family and he could come back to him and at the end you did see that. Mm-hmm. So it was cool that he did get to survive. But still at the at that moment, that very moment when that was happening, I was like, Wow, like, you know, Black Widow's gone and now Hawkeye. I was kinda annoyed that they didn't mention like a little funeral part for Black Widow or mm-hmm. had had one for like Tony Stark. But right. Like, yeah. Cause Black Widow's death was actually pretty meaningful because like in the beginning you see her so emotionally like broken down, mm-hmm. like she's Crying over eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah. essentially. Uh, you just no banana in there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like super upset. You see her broken down, and when she's talking to Steve Rogers, he's like, oh yeah, like you guys were the only family I had. Mm-hmm. So you see that little character build up right there, and that's kind of what I started getting hints like, oh, oh she, she, she's she's she's, she's done. Yeah, like she's for sure gonna die. But uh, like you mentioned, I like how. Hawkeye was wanting to sacrifice himself after going through that, mm-hmm. and that kind of shows like Black character, uh, Black Widow's character in a way, just because it's like even though you've gone through such a rough path, mm-hmm. you always saw the best, which she mentions to him, and like she wanted to prove that to him too. It's like just because you went through this dark age mm-hmm. or dark path doesn't mean that has to define you, right? 
So I thought that was a really meaningful death for Black Widow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, because she had done things in her past that were questionable. Mm-hmm. And she didn't feel worthy about either. I'm sure. But this yeah. is a good, again, also a way for her to redeem herself and to give everything she has for the only family she ever had. And give opportunity for them to be back with the people they love. So it's a good part for her. 100%. Uh, we're talking about sad parts mm-hmm. yeah. I was sad that she liked cheeseburgers and pizza oh yeah, yeah. the little yeah. Tony's daughter yeah. Yeah. oh that part got me like uh, she, she loves it, or he loves her 3000 mm-hmm. oh. and he said it in the yeah the, in the message yeah she doesn't fully get what's going on oh, she probably does she's a son, like a daughter of a genius <laughs> yeah she probably <laughs> does <laughs> she snuck in and got the, the, the Iron Man yeah, helmet yeah, so. no. that part that part was sad for me it's like having them yeah again the whole family thing that was that was sad. That part was pretty sad. Um, even even an emotional part for me was when Ant Man sees Cassie after five years, mm-hmm. and he has yeah. no idea. Right? He's like, he looks kind of dumbfounded, right? Yeah. And that was pretty emotional, just because if you put yourself in Ant Man's shoes, it's like you have no idea what the heck just happened. Right. And you see Cassie, it's like, what is happening? She's like, like almost in high school. Exactly. Like, it's like five years school, yeah. later. So that part was pretty emotional to me just because you mm-hmm. see Ant-Man like, react in such a weird way. Mm-hmm. And then even Hawkeye's like, family just turning into dust. That was really yeah. sad. And, like Imagine you're having a picnic with your family and just yeah. that yeah. happens. Yeah. Right to kick off the movie too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't know what to do at that yeah. point. Ooh, or even like when he goes back in time just to test it and he's so close to being able <laughs> to see his daughter. Yeah, he yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see that sense of urgency. He was just like, no, no, no. And then boom, right back to, right back from the test run. Even Uh, Thor meeting Frida in, um, what's that? Her name's Frida. Frida, or, yeah, whatever. (laughs) His mom. (laughs) (laughs) mom. I was like, I think. (laughs) But when he meets her in uh, Asgard, you see that emotional uh, buildup too, just because he wants to tell her, like, that's the day of your death. Mm -hmm. But like, She's like, don't tell me it's going to ruin your, like, everything, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So just let it happen. But that part was pretty emotional just because Thor, he's lost every single person mm-hmm. in his life like, mm-hmm. that he loves. Yeah. Know? Even some of the Avengers that he, like, got to, like, know, like, for example, Groot. Like, all those, emo- uh, all those characters that he knows are just gone. Mm-hmm. And for him to see his mom and just, like... For him to just be like, Mom, this is what's going to happen, like, protect yourself kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You see that emotional, like, part. And that, to me, stuck out a lot just because I'm a huge mama's boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, if I put myself in Thor's shoes, that's something that you wouldn't even think twice about. Mm-hmm. And you see that little, like, hesitant, hesitant, uh, he was a little hesitant with doing that. Mission. Of course, yeah. And speaking of, I mean, it's not a sad part, but Captain America's really good at pep talks and mm-hmm. even Ant-Man shouts out, but... Thor's mom was really good at pep talks too. Exactly. You know, she's saying you're here to fix your future, not mine, and you know, go ahead and you know do exactly. what you need be to do. Be who you are. Yeah, be who you are exactly. So it was really cool. That was a, a really nice pep talk, and he was able to like bounce back. And that's when you see the whole getting the hammer part. I, my like, it, it's a unsolved question, but like, what happens to the Thor of that time? You know, like he he just kind of like came yeah, back yeah, exactly. and his, <laughs> came back in time, got his hammer, and so now you have the the Stormbreaker and the hammer. And what happens to the past Thor? Like, what happened to You know, did he just get his th- hammer jack? Well, yeah, for like a bit. But then I think they take it back because mm-hmm. the whole thing that they set up with uh, the ancient one was that they had a return mm-hmm. at the exact moment where they lost it. So Captain America probably went back. And, and you do see, it, yeah, that's right. You do see Captain yeah. America with the hammer. Mm-hmm. 
back mm-hmm. when he goes back to return the stones. Very yeah. cool. Is there anything you guys would change to the ending? I mean, it was a long movie. It seemed like they kind of touched on everything, but anything you guys would change to the ending? Something more you'd want to see? More action? I don't know. Mm, I would say more action. It was solid action. Uh, thing for me, I don't know. I, the, the part with Captain America, like him getting old, mm. I liked it. I just have more questions about it. So I think I just need to think about it more. But he went back and he lived his life. But what happened to the Captain America that was there around that time? Like, what? Did... He was in the ice. He was in the ice. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, cool. he was in the eyes. Then I'm good. I yeah, like I would have liked to see more of that though. Him dancing with Peggy, and mm-hmm. it was a nice scene. But like, like you know, they could have done <laughs> a little cutscene of him at like dinner, and exactly. then maybe like them a little older, or you know, what I mean, like a little maybe turn into like a little two minute scene of him like going through life with Potential Peggy, like kids and all. That. Yeah, exactly, yeah. stuff like exactly. that. Does the super soldier serum wear off after a while? Because he didn't look like. He looked like he lost all his gains. He did. That was my question, too. Yeah. It was like... I don't know if it was... Even though he's been in the eyes, he's still like 9,500 years old. So right. it's like... Yeah. He looks super young. Yeah. <laughs> so how come he got like super old yeah. just by going like living that life? And like, how long has he been waiting there? Yeah, like... Because if his age is like... His, then he would look like a 100 year... Like a 90 year old or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, he should look... He should look better is what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't understand that either. But the yeah. whole time travel and that but kind of stuff, I don't understand. They gave him some closure. Because he never got to experience life either. Like, right. His entire thing was just like, okay... You were created to fight. Cre- exactly, you're exactly. put in a situation. You have to then you have to care about everybody else. If it's a good person, because you're a solid person. But he doesn't get to live his own life. Everything mm-hmm. that when he gets into anything, everybody's already old. They don't remember him, so it's sad for him. But he he got to live his life, so that was nice. Yeah, I agree. For me, it was you know everyone kind of had that your little reunited moment, and you kind of see it when Quill's battling, and you do he does get to see past Gamora, like Gamora that's still with Thanos. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole funny scene where he touches her and, and then, you know, she, like, kicks him in the nuts and he, he gets dropped. And, um, and and there's that funny comment she makes with uh, Nebula, or Nebula makes it. Yeah. Like, it was either him or a tree. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then after when everyone's kind of reunited or goes back to their thing and, and Thor hops on the ship of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, you, you catch that scene of where Quill's looking for Gamora yeah. and he kind of doesn't get that closure. You know what I mean? She, she seems like one of the people that is probably gone for good and he doesn't have you didn't even get to see her kind of vanish when all of Thanos' army is vanishing you didn't even get to see Gamora vanish I would have liked to see she, that's my question yeah. too yeah. Like, does, does she get vanished oh, no, or she, does she well does no. she get vanished because like she initially was part of Thanos' army right but like she also switched sides yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the battle that's the thing right so, so it, it didn't like, it did didn't show right it didn't show her getting vanished She's it didn't show She's also under contract. Yeah, so she's gonna be in the next. No, movie. she's for okay. sure gonna be in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it just it, it kind of leaves a question. I would I would like to see more. Maybe they are leaving that open in the next movie. I didn't even consider that, but definitely, you know, I'm sure I would have liked to see a little bit more of that, like Quill's interaction with her. Yeah, because there's still gonna be searching. Yeah, because there's still gonna be searching for her. That, that's also an interesting take that they have on it. Because now she, he remembers everything about like, okay, I fell in love with her. I have all this, but she doesn't know all that. No, she just knows that it's gonna that's supposed. That's what happened in that. Yeah, picture, but she is in control of herself. It's gonna be like fifty first dates all over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except she won't re- like you know she won't lose her memory every day. But oh. you know it's gonna I be a whole back to snapping. <laughs> That'd be like a nice like romantic comedy. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Quill and Gamora. Yeah. Cause yeah. they kind of have like the role reversal. Her and Nebula. Mm-hmm. But they're all like they're a little bit coming from different angles. Like, she's trying to like get her back to being like a nice person. Mm-hmm. So 
It's cool. It sets it up like nicely for the next uh, Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. I loved when Thor got on the ship. He's like, as Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> that made me crack up so much. I was like, that's great. Because it's referencing another comic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just love that part. Because <laughs> yeah. you see like Thor with a beer belly just yeah. walking in casually. Yeah. So who's the leader? You, obviously. Yeah, the back and forth. He's like, of course. Yeah. It just gives him that look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny too when the rest of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy they're like you guys should not fight for it exactly yeah, you know <laughs> which brings me back to Nebula is like she was the one who's like oh you guys should have a knife fight over it. like mm-hmm. as a joke mm-hmm. where like the actual old Nebula would have been like dead serious on that yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> she like, developed no, a little yeah. humor exactly yeah very so. nice to see the growth of her <laughs> going back to sad parts uh, a lot of the sad parts was with Tony's funeral but one of the cool things that they did include was Harley from Iron Man 3. I don't know mm, if you caught that. Yeah. But he was there. Just he was like a full-grown boy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to lead up to something in the future for sure. Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't just bring in like Harley from Iron Man 3 for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. Uh, which kind of leads to my untold things about the movie. is like Peter and Ned were still in high school, even though it was five years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened? Huge question. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Did the entire high school get, like, snapped Exactly. Out? I was like, like, what happened? Like, they're, like, some, like, 21-year-old kids. Like, hey, I'm your freshman in a psych class. Because yeah. he was 15 in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And then, like, say Infinity War happened, like, a year later. He mm-hmm. was 16. Then he should be 21, for sure. Exactly, yeah. And then where's Zendaya? Like, I'm a huge Zendaya exactly. fan. So, like, where's her, you know? She's busy filming a Greatest Showman. Oh, but still, like you know, she want to go like be in a circus Wolverine. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's how they're gonna bring back. Uh, exactly. That's how they tied back uh, X Men into the MCU. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah, but that, that whole part, like, what happens to those five years? Because you had a bunch of people that experienced those five years and a bunch that didn't. Did they just mm-hmm. start again? Or did they just go from where they were? Yeah, exactly. From everyone from Doctor Strange to you know Quill and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of them missed those five year period mm-hmm. where. The other half of the Avengers kind of got to live and stuff yeah. like that. Something also, too, I mean, I guess, like, we could talk about people who didn't have that big of parts. Like, Black Panther kind of had, like, maybe two lines. And then yeah. He has that scene where he's, like, fighting for the... For the the Jiminy, Yeah, the Conlet with the Infinity Stones. But that's kind of it. You don't really see much or hear much from him. Same thing with Doctor Strange. Or Captain Marvel. Or Captain Marvel. It's not their movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was more for, like, the original six. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're going to be phasing out exactly so like, that's what's but I get you because like they're, they're especially because they're such big movies mm-hmm. and they made a ton of money and people really liked them but they're gonna have their chance to like no 100% grow, and, yeah I mean I was glad that they didn't get that big of a part whereas the old Avengers did because mm-hmm. it started with the old Avengers I wanted to end with the old Avengers right, right. Mm-hmm. um Speaking of Black Panther, though, I love the little subtle Easter egg that they mentioned when uh, Clint's running with the Infinity Stone mm-hmm. uh, gauntlet, and he drops it, and Black Panther's like, I'll take it from here. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, like, Black Panther and Iron Man are the only humans that actually wear the gauntlet. Yeah. So I felt like that was a cool little subtle hint, mm-hmm. or subtle Easter egg for that part. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was more useful in this battle, like, where he was running through the... Um, Thanos' troops, mm-hmm. whereas he was in the Infinity War battle, just because you see him a little more powerful. Yeah, you see him like kicking uh, a little more, even like his uh, kinetic energy mm-hmm. when he punches the ground. Yeah, it was a lot bigger. So I felt like that was a really cool point for Black Panther too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no point. Yeah, I thought that. 
Anything else you guys change about the ending? Or you guys want to jump into what's next for the Marvel comic universe? Uh, it seems that they make it tough to put Captain Marvel in anything mm-hmm. because she's so powerful. They had to like send her away to like take care of the rest of the galaxy. Yeah, it's kind of like what they kept doing to Thor and Hulk and all like the smaller movies. Like they couldn't have them in there, otherwise like okay, they're just gonna smash. They'd be OP, yeah, over, yeah so Send them off. So they're gonna have to like make more cosmic stuff. They're just gonna get bigger. When you see like uh, Thanos's big ship shooting up in the sky, oh, I initially yeah. thought that was the helicarrier from Nick Fury. Oh, so yeah. I was like, okay. oh, I was like, what's happening? But it was just what uh, Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Which which was a cool entry for sure because mm-hmm. you see them like a little like scrambled around. They don't yeah. know what to do. Then Captain Marvel just comes in like a cleanup hitter kind of a thing. Yeah. Was it better than Thor's in, uh, entry? No, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> in not. Infinity War. No. I mean, I'm not even. Don't even call me a sexist on this. <laughs> but uh, to me, the reason why Thor's entry in Wakanda was so much greater was because you see him take the energy of a star. You yeah. take, you see him like faint. You see him all like broken up. Mm-hmm. And even like the Avengers were losing their battles with the uh, space dogs. Yeah, yeah. So you see those guys being like scrambled around. You see Captain America trying to fight off too. You see Black Panther being tossed around. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Hulk yeah. in the Hulkbuster gets like taken down. Like these guys are gnawing at him. So when Thor's entry for that, like you just see the Stormbreaker swoop around. Yeah. And especially with the soundtrack, too, yeah. That just yeah, like, yeah. oh my god. The soundtrack. Anything with Thor's soundtrack is awesome. Like in uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. The, that trailer is still like one of my favorite trailers like ever. The dun 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets you pumped. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then you're tied up. That goosebumps. Yeah. Like, you it's feel crazy. it. And then you've grown with him over these years, too. So you care about his entry and like him mm-hmm. saving the day more. Mm-hmm. And you do Captain Marvel. At least mm-hmm. for now. Right. Give a few more yeah. And then you'll... I mean, you see, like, Thor's whole character arc, too. Mm-hmm. You see how he's lost Loki numerous times. He's lost Odin. He's lost yeah. his best friend, his mom. All those different, like, key characters in his life. Mm-hmm. So you feel bad for him. You, like, empathize with him so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like that's why Ragnarok was so good, because he finally got that entire, like, energy just by himself and not relying, like, on a weapon. Mm-hmm. Which kind of like ruins the point when it goes back to yeah. Infinity War. He yeah. has to rely on the Stormbreaker. Yeah, he gets Stormbreaker. <laughs> he keeps losing so much, but he can't lose that weight. <laughs> <laughs> he will eventually. Oh, who knows? He might eventually. <laughs> Maybe not hanging out with Quill and them, but. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, like, in Infinity War, when they find Thor, uh, Rocket's like making fun of Star Lord for being yeah. fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, he's like you know, happens. you can't eat dumbbells, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're one sandwich away from being fat. Right? Exactly. Even like Drax has to like tell him he's like, yeah, you you gained weight. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good one. Um, anything else you guys want to mention, or what do you guys expect next from the Marvel comic universe? Um, well, you can only like hope just because now with the acquisition of X Men and Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. hopefully they get justice now. You know, it's yeah. like hopefully those X, uh, Fantastic Four movies finally get the justice that they've. That they needed, um, I can't wait to see those. I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige has something up his sleeve for those too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those are gonna be a big part. Even like the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning, Harley from Iron Man Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's gonna take on the mantle of Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like it's kind of like I don't want to say he's gonna carry Tony's legacy, but I feel like Iron Lad or Iron Kid would be like a big. Uh, cool thing to see from like the young Avengers too because mm-hmm. 
especially with like Cassie growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see even Hawkeye's <clears throat> daughter. She's uh, also one, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man still like a kid too. Yeah. Shuri. So, Shuri. Yeah, as well. that's right. Yeah. So it's like I feel like they have something in the works for it. Like, they have a lot of youth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or they could just be like bench warmers to like the like newer Avengers, which is like True. Black Panther, Doctor Captain Strange, Marvel, yeah. Doctor Strange. Uh, I feel like Peter Parker is exactly in the middle. <laughs> yeah, where he could be—he's like the cyborg of Teen Titans, right? He can be <laughs> with the Justice League, but he can be with the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man's in that like middle ground right now too. So I feel like that's what they're gonna lead up to. Uh, you obviously that you obviously see the original Avengers passing on the torch, right? Um, like when Iron Man's like with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, Thor with like Captain Marvel and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. I just can't wait to see after Far From Home, like in July, that's when they're going to announce all the different... Yeah, yeah. Right. right. It's like the, the actual end of this phase. Exactly. Yeah, because you do know, you know, Tony Stark as Iron Man is going to be gone. Probably, exactly. it looks like Chris Evans as Captain America is exactly. going to pass that shield along to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of characters, Black Widow, probably mm-hmm. going to be gone as well. Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he returned the Soul Stone, and I was reading that like that could be a theories after exactly after that, Captain America returned the Soul Stone. Does she come back? You know. Yeah, that's um, one of the theories that I was reading too. But yeah. another thing that was interesting to that point was uh, <laughs> when uh, Sam gets a shield. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, just because it was paying homage and like uh, mm-hmm. I felt like it should have went should went to Bucky though, mm-hmm. just because yeah uh, Bucky has. Captain America would be like only it's only right for him to be like uh, Captain America after that yeah but Sam Sam and Bucky are gonna have like a fun duo and dynamic in their series mm-hmm. so I feel like that's gonna like definitely bring up some jokes here and there yeah cause like his old best friend with his mm-hmm. new best friend that he made and you're right though it definitely could have gone either way I think yeah. Bucky knew though too like, exactly he cause he told him he's like yeah. you go he's like go yeah he knew the plan he he was the first one to look over there too and he wasn't mm-hmm. surprised as yeah. you know Professor Hulk and um, as Sam know, yeah. I also don't know if that's something that he would have wanted either like, yeah, it would mm-hmm. seem like a lot of responsibility yeah. to, to be that kind of uh, be held in that kind of regard that kind of stature with what he's done mm-hmm. he might be very conflicted about it I right. feel like him being the white wolf is better too yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just because he's trying to find that redemption in his life right mm-hmm. so I feel like that's only appropriate yeah but um, yeah I really liked how Sam got the shield too yeah even though personally I wanted Bucky mm-hmm. but Sam you see him like go through like losing a best friend and battle before mm-hmm. uh, meeting Captain America now he loses another best friend so I feel like it was it was about time that he got it yeah exactly and then some of the older Avengers too probably not gonna see Hulk as much yeah Thor's with the Guardians of the Galaxy, so he'll be in probably their movies, but not so much in the like the newer Avenger movies. So yeah, definitely moving on from the old, and kind of bringing in this new, this new generation of Avengers, which is exciting because for a while after the movie, I felt like man, it's over, like this universe is over. But I, you still feel like they can at least produce some good movies for at least another five to ten years. You would think, yeah, hundred percent, oh yeah. for sure, especially all the money they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, why would they stop? They have, they, have, they have a lot of like, creative directions to go in, and like different takes they don't have to be so like huge in scale they've been like making it smaller too so mm-hmm. this could be fun but at the same time I feel like Endgame was so much more dramatic just because it was like Stan Lee's last cameo mm-hmm. so it was like different things like that it's like this is for sure like the end of this yeah. part right? right 
Like, even uh, the Russo's brothers have mentioned, like, mm-hmm. they want to stop with Marvel for a little bit. That's exhausting, yeah. Exactly. Joss Whedon was, like, doing <laughs> yeah. the, uh, He was just sad after Avengers 2. They did Infinity War and, like, Endgame. Uh-huh. And that's not easy at no, all. It's not crazy. Not at all. They like, also, they were, like, they snapped, like, five years out of their life, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. But they did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed, like, all their movies, from mm. the Winter Soldier movie to even Civil War. Now, like, in Fame War and Endgame, they got those four, like, great Damn. movies under yeah. their belt. So it's it's sad to see them go for a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they'll be back just yeah. because they have that connection with Marvel. So of all the 22 movies in the Marvel Comics universe, would you say Endgame was you guys' favorite? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, just because of the whole dramaticness of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. everything that it built up to. Um, it's definitely my favorite Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man 1 still holds a really yeah, dear, dear spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people overlook it, but it's, it's, one, of like, it's one of the best movies. Yeah, like, not no, just because it it's kickstarted everything. But, like, the humor, soundtrack, yeah. story, every little part of that. Uh, I felt like that was a cool uh, movie, too. Mm-hmm. Even Winter Soldier is a great movie. Yeah, I really like Winter Soldier. Um, I also like Civil War, too. Exactly. The whole conflict and in, in internal conflict mm-hmm. between the two. Even uh, even Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. fun, super great storyline. Guardians. And the Avengers 1 movie, obviously, is just like a great movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely Thanos, though, is, like, a huge upgrade over Loki. Because Thanos seemed like this unbeatable Mm -hmm. character in Infinity War. Exactly. You knew how they kind of, like, cut off his head in the beginning, like, the first ten minutes. You knew he wasn't, like, done in the movie because he was just too powerful in in Infinity War for him to just go out like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pretty fun. Anything else, guys? We've pretty much covered a lot of. I'm gonna it. watch it again. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna watch <laughs> oh, it. Again. I've watched it twice already, and I oh my god! Like just seeing everyone's reactions to like certain points too. Mm-hmm. It's just great seeing everyone's like first time like when the portal scene happens. Yeah, like I remember when Black Panther, Shuri, and Okoye walked out. Yeah, I just remember like, dang, yeah. this is a final yeah. battle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then I remember people screaming when like Spider Man swung mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see uh, Peter Quill fly into uh, Star Lord. You see all these different characters come in and like everybody gets on cheer. I yeah, mean, exactly. The finally, gets to pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it's all kind that... of like a, an emotional. Yeah, it's like the, the gang's back together. There's mine. There's mine. <laughs> yeah, they're all here. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like that was so cool for Marvel to tie in every single character mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Even Howard the Duck was there. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he, he was fighting with the Ravagers, right? Like you see a lo- little cameo of Howard the Duck in there. Um, even um, you see. M'Baku mm-hmm. right behind Black Panther 2 um, so I feel like that part was really cool just to see all those little characters be in the final battle right just because they all got their share mm-hmm. so it shows you like what kind of a villain Thanos was too yeah and like I remember a film critic once said is like a movie is only as good as the villain is right and Thanos was just that amazing villain where even a lot of people empathize with him yeah like losing Gamora mm-hmm. even like his logic for why he wanted to wipe out mm-hmm. half, like half of life. A lot of people related to Thanos in such a way, yeah, that you wouldn't really expect. Yeah, and like I said, like your movie's only as great as your villain is. Mm-hmm. So it was great seeing that too. Yeah, so they're actually able to have a really, 
uh, cool villain and one that actually stands out because that's been the critique of like, mm-hmm. the Marvel. Right. Uh, I thought they always struggle with their villains. They they improved a lot for sure because mm-hmm. uh, it started with like Spider-Man: Homecoming mm-hmm. when. Uh, Michael Tombs, Keaton. Michael Tombs. Keaton was uh, Vulture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his car- uh, his villain was really good. Then... I thought Killmonger was really good too. Yeah, yeah I love Killmonger for his cause and stuff. They make them like, conflicted, yeah. like they're actual exactly. people. You can kind of get behind them. Or whether it's like, ah, I'm bad. Why do you want to do? Why do you want everything? Because I'm bad. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Two was just like, oh yeah, the expansion. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. All right, well, what's the purpose of that? You know, yeah. it's like, but you see all these like. Uh, villains that you start to empathize with mm-hmm. and I feel like Marvel picked it up with their villains oh, yeah. yeah they pay attention to them they, uh, exactly. yeah, they add depth to them exactly and they Thanos added... was that big bad that they're building up since Avengers 1 right so I'm very curious to see like who's next who's the next big bad right Howard the Duck <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do say like uh, Galant- Galactus mm-hmm. is yeah. gonna be like that big bad which I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. um even like someone like Magneto, Doctor Doom, there's still oh, so yeah. many great villains out there. Right, that's right. We haven't even seen Doctor Doom. Hopefully, like a better apocalypse too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not some robotic looking. Thing. <laughs> what a waste of Oscar Isaac. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. They had so much potential. Yeah. So much potential. Yeah. It was like the Joker with Jared Leto. Oh yeah. <laughs> gosh. So yeah. much potential. Yeah. Thanos definitely top three villain of all time. I agree. My heart, yeah. Joker's up there. He's oh, Ledger's yeah. Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys, for hopping on the show. Of course. For those listeners who made it this far, I hope you guys really enjoy Endgame as much as we did. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, for hopping on. Thank you. Thank Later. you for having us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of My Mike and I. I'm your host, Noah Alvarez. Again, a friendly reminder, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. If you have any ideas for the show or if you're willing to hop onto the show, you know, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, also Instagram at Noha, N-O-H-A underscore Alvarez, my last name. Um, yeah, really excited about the podcast and the direction this is heading in. Again, we, we re- recently rebranded. We have a lot of great content coming on the way, and I'm just really excited about 2019 and what's in store for the rest of this year for this podcast. And nonetheless, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful weekend.